0: Good morning, 739 here on News Radio 92, 3 informative local dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Joining us now, we have DC Reeves, the mayor of Pensacola, who is on his way to Tallahassee to try to persuade legislators to pay more attention to us, which is always a, uh, you know, a good effort to put in. DC, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Hello from Downtown Caryville, Florida.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. So first question, you said in your press conference yesterday that you had not had a chance to drive the three-mile bridge, and not that you need to to know what it's doing, but um, have you had a chance to drive it yet?
1: I have not. We decided to go uh, I-10 East uh, this morning, but um, but I have seen photos, and I've seen that our uh, police department has stayed uh, quite active. Uh, I was able to get their uh, update of... Uh, you know, twenty-one tickets in the first hour and a half, or something. Yeah. Effect, um, but um, look at the end of the day, you know, it, we're we finally, finally, long overdue, um, you know, gotten this enormous project uh, pretty much uh, with finishing touches across the finish line, and um, and you know, trying to get people moved uh, throughout Gulf Breeze to our, you know, the jewel of tourism for us. Um, I think it's a good thing, and I, I know we're all excited to have have this one almost
0: behind us. Yeah, no, most definitely. Do you have an opinion about when the final final is done and all three lanes both directions are open and you know, they're into the regular striping and everything is up to the what it's going to be eventually. Do you have an opinion about whether keeping that 45 miles an hour to the degree that you can affect that about whether 45 is the appropriate speed?
1: Um, you know, of course, I rely on, you know, kind of our FDOT and, and our, our local law enforcement um, and, uh, you know, their expertise. And they've got certainly a lot more data than I, I would have. Um, you know, look, there's always that balance. You know, uh, I know they we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later about, you know, I, I use Cervantes as an example. You know, Cervantes being 35 doesn't feel right. I mean, I, I haven't seen someone drive 35 on it in a while. You know, yeah. um, it's usually a little faster. Because it's twelve foot wide lanes and people move uh, fast, our, our brains are trained with that amount of space and those amount of lanes to drive faster. That doesn't mean we should go turn Cervantes to 45, but it's a design issue more than it is a moving speed limit up and down issue. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think you know, could there be an argument for it? You know, to bump up a little bit. I mean perhaps uh, but again I mean I, I would just rely on the data and the people who know that area best to know what the safest thing to do is right
0: there and and speaking of that you know one of the things I wanted to talk about with you is uh, pace I was just driving it the other day but pace Boulevard um, has now gone through a restriping and uh, you know resurfacing uh, I mean it looks great uh, the difference is I was driving on it yesterday and I thought man this feels uncomfortable i feel uncomfortable like the lanes are too narrow and it felt like you know the, uh, the 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 span of the bridge that was up for a while when we were driving there i mean those lanes feel very tight because they are tight compared to what you're used to and uh, still people speed but i had that kind of you know you, you hunch in your shoulders and feel like you're going to run into the walls kind of feel even though it's still wide open i felt like going slower and then it dawned on me 'Cause it, you know, I know originally the plan had been to do something like Cervantes along pace. I'm like, oh God, not again. But then I realized they put in bike lanes. And so that takes width away from the pavement. And to me, that's an example of the psychology of road diets is even when you haven't changed the pavement at all, changing the lane striping to narrow it makes you feel like going slower, right?
1: Absolutely. And and I would say the best deterrent of speed. We, there's a misnomer that speed bumps, that changing the speed limit are, you know, look, if we went to Cervantes, let's use the same example. If we went to Cervantes and turned it to 25, do you think people would start driving 25? <laughs> I mean, our, our brains are not trained to be in a 12-foot wide lane, which I just got off the interstate, and those are 12-foot wide lanes. Well, our brain tells us we can move here. You know, we can go a little bit faster because we've got the room. People can fly by us. That's okay because I'm not feeling uncomfortable. Uh, but the example I always give is going north on Ninth Avenue where the McDonald's and Krispy Kreme are, where the, that turn lane was jammed in to go westbound on Cervantes. Well, for a second there, when that lane's real narrow, you don't see a lot of people going 55 miles an hour through that. And and so um, anyone will tell you that, that are experts in this field that uh, there is no better deterrent of speeding and and some of the negative impacts of speeding more than, than narrowing the lane. So people hear road diet sometimes, and they mean, oh, we're not going to be able to move as much traffic through. That's not true. Right. Uh, road guide all, isn't always to go from two lane to one. A lot of times it's really just to narrow it and just tell tell the driver, hey, you can't move as quickly uh, as you used to be able to move through here.
0: And, and, and look, I, not to, to go back in the conversation, but you know, I think when it comes to three-mile bridge, if FDOT's serious about this 45 miles an hour, they stripe the lanes wrong. I mean, you know, they they should have striped them like they do it on pace, and that would put cars closer to each other, which would mean more likelihood of a a collision, but, you know, an enormous double-shoulder and three very narrow lanes, people would drive slower. It's just, that's human psychology. So, um, other roads issues. Actually, you know, hang on for just a second. We're talking to D.C. uh, Reeves. I keep wanting to call you D.C. Talk, (laughs) because she uses that music. Um, We're talking to Mayor D.C. Reeves. (laughs) Hang on for just a second, D.C. Let's get uh, traffic on the fires from Candy. Uh,
1: Watching an accident. West Nine Mile and Bridalwood Road. Somebody texted this in. The roadway is blocked. As I understand, there's an overturned car in the area, so use caution there. That's next to the gas station. Uh, Nine Mile and Bridalwood. And then All traffic can expect delays at NAS Pensacola, Corey Station, and Softly Field with a heightened security presence on all installations. Traffic tips, 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable.
0: Thanks so much, Candy. Back to D.C. Reeves. Uh, You and I have talked about this before, but you are actually implementing some changes to improve the situation on 17th Avenue to avoid having trucks and RVs run into Graffiti Bridge. You guys are going to turn it into a trucks-only road. Is that right?
1: Yeah, exactly. All right, sorry, and no, tr- no trucks, no trucks, road. I said right. it exactly no wrong. Truck, no trucks, road. Trucks Thank only. you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> not trucks yeah. only.
1: Um, is, um, yeah, look, this is one of those. I said in my press conference yesterday this is one of those situations where, you know, when I was on the other side of the glass not too long ago, not in city government, you look at this and say, as, as all the emails I got this morning have already said, is why don't you put one of those things that goes over the, the road like a fast food restaurant? And I kind of chuckle at that because it's that's the conversation we're all having, you know, in the building too. But you know, welcome, welcome to you know government and different layers of government. And this is a a good crash course for me uh, early on is you know the state controls the south side, the city controls the north side. What can you put over it? You know, all those kinds of things. So. Uh, for all those people emailing and thinking, man, it's just as easy. And it's kind of been my running joke uh, with public works in the building is to say, well, can I go out there this weekend and just I'll do it myself and just rebuild a thing, you know. Um, and and they are they are working very diligently and hard at, at finding solutions. They know that we're, we want to be urgent about it. This is phase one, though, and this is we are going to make this a no truck corridor. That means citations can be written if a truck is on it. Uh, and by the way, the southbound side on the city side was not that so northbound had some identification with that formally but southbound did not got it so what we hope is we're not trying to write tickets i mean we're, we don't want what we want is for you to pull your gps up and it say no truck if we right want, if we formalize that i think that's kind of our first phase and we're going to add signage in in very short order here uh maybe in the next seven days or so So oh. additional signage for no truck wow um so we're doing that that is full steam ahead and again big credit to amy Tootle and our public works team for getting on that and then the second phase that doesn't mean we're going to stop there we are looking for something physical that you could you know whether it's chimes whether it's the thing that you see when you go under the mcdonald's drive through whatever the case may be we are continuing to work on kind of a physical approach as well uh to help mitigate any of the issues that we see uh at at the trestle and look the trestle when it gets hit i mean there's There's a lot of things that have to happen, you know, you know, protocols with with the train with CSX and others. uh, I mean, there's a lot of complexity, not just the traffic jam that that happened uh, when someone hits it. So, you know, it's best for all of us, you know, to get to try to have to mitigate this as much as possible.
0: Absolutely. And I know, you know, as you said yesterday, we all sort of there's a part of us that likes to enjoy the awfulness of it and the humor of it. But there really is a major cost to the people have it happen to their truck we'd like to prevent that just out of kindness to them and you know certainly the question of you know obviously the you know the bridge is 493 and know so far but you know there could come a time where it becomes right. 493 and one and we don't want the one right that one is a big problem for for us if it happens uh so yeah uh, one note by the way just as a I tell you this as an FYI, okay? Um, we sometimes go to the um, we go to Bayview to the dog park because it's a really good dog park facility. Um, I will tell you that the word on whether people are not allowed to smoke in the parks is not exactly disseminated. (laughs) And I'm not out there. I I was not in favor of this ordinance to begin with. Um, I'm certainly not going to be telling people what they can do in a park. I'm I'm just uh, uh, alerting you as mayor that implementation and dissemination of that uh, knowledge has not quite happened is that you, you get where i'm coming from
1: sure and i what i'll do is i'll just get you a a pad a citation a citation pad for <laughs> i don't want it releases. i will not
0: do it and if you ask me to put up a signs i'm i'm not going to um so <laughs> we we always like to end on a little bit of a lightning round ask dc some uh, you know quick fire questions have a little bit of fun with them uh so here goes uh then some of these wind up being like there are frivolous topics that we have had recently yesterday was was uh, valentine's day did you do anything special
1: uh, four years in a row now. Uh, you know, Caroline, my eight-year-old, my Valentine, we go to Waffle House. Uh, oh. so we went to the Waffle House on Brent Lane. Um, so yeah, we—that's we, our tradition. She told me when she was four. I asked where she wanted to go for Valentine's Day, and that's what she said. So, oh, uh, I love that. A lot.
0: That's really cool. Do you do you have a favorite movie romantic scene? Anything popped to mind as your favorite romantic movie scene? <laughs>
1: Oh, man. I, you know, I watch too much football, you know. I, I, uh, <laughs> the people, I haven't seen Star Wars. I haven't seen Indiana Jones. I haven't seen The Godfather. You know, I've watched okay, all football, right. Uh, you know, to take up all my movie, my, my popular movie times. So. Okay,
0: so the, so the romantic scene for you is when the guys are slapping each other's butts, high-fiving, and dumping Gatorade on the coach. That's the romance for you. <laughs> I said it better myself. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. That sounds truly like a sports reporter. And since you watch football— <laughs> did you watch the super bowl if so what was your favorite commercial
1: um yes I've, yes of course watched the super bowl but um you know what i just loved because everybody did what i did that 2b commercial that made it look like somebody sat on the remote yep, um, yep i don't know if you, you check you know, the remote where everybody including me like freaked out about who's who sat on the remote so I'm not saying for its artistic content, but just for its reaction. That was my favorite. It understood. It
0: uh, it got psychology and got you to react, which is, you know, the goal of an ad. Take action, right? D.C. Reeves is the uh, mayor of Pensacola on his way to Tallahassee this morning to work with some of the legislators. Mayor, thanks so much, as always, for the time. We'll talk to you again next week.
1: All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.